Either way, let's. Uh, yeah. I was just gonna say, you read my mind. Let's get the song going, and uh, get this bad boy started. Sorry, Jared. I've been doing so much sightseeing. I didn't have time to record a, a country national intro for this episode. Oh, unfortunately, I was looking forward to it. Put some yodeling in there. Is that what they do in Nashville? Yodel? I mean, not okay. really, but you know, there's some old country songs where they have some yodeling. I'm sure you can now. find one. Yeah. Right. Oh, for sure. Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are coming, well, half of us are coming to you today from the beautiful music city, uh, Nash Vegas, as some folks call it here, uh, but uh, we'll go with the regular name of Nashville. Very excited to be here and bring this on the road again edition to all of you folks out there. And uh, it's been a great time so far in Nashville. I've been here for a couple of days and uh, we're going to get into some uh, some cool things you can do in Nashville. And like I said in our last episode, you know, we uh, try our best to put our boots on the ground and do some field research for all you folks out there. So, uh, so yeah, it'll be a fun episode today talking about the Music City, Nashville, and uh, I could not do this without my uh, co-host and my good buddy, Jared. What's going on, Jared? Hello, Chad. Uh, it's great that you're... Um, road again. Thanks for um, going on this business trip. You make it seem like you're doing this for everyone. Thank you for going on this um, business trip and doing your exploration. Um, feel free to remember to charge everything to your company card and then you can expense that later say. Uh, through a yep. concur system um it's completely intuitive never that's the you know that's one thing that always goes wrong <laughs> is expense system uh oh for sure <laughs> um you know we'll you know we'll expense you for your for your shoes walked and your miles driven uh all those things so uh, i hope you're in- also for a pair of cowboy boots and a cowboy hat uh, right We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. We'll see. You're starting. You're getting. You're kind of getting crazy. You're kind of getting crazy. Sometimes you gotta go a little crazy when you're on vacation, Jared. You know. It depends. See, then you have to use it for some sort of business purpose. So, I what you can do is just post a video on Instagram and be like, "Hey, I got this. I got this cowboy hat. Look at this thing." And then do a how uh, rowdy yeehaw. Then you're good. Then it's a business purpose. Okay. Well, that's fair. Uh, or if you can very, very try to get it for free, purpose. you could also do that and say you will, uh, we'll, we'll shout you out on, on our untranslatable podcast. We have millions of listeners. We're right behind um, Joe Rogan, right behind him. You know, sort of about to overtake him, lie uh, to, to them like that. There was a go. good way to do. It. I, I I'd like to try that at a couple guitar shops as well. You don't have it in your that. in yourself to lie. <laughs> you're you're a coward. <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> Coward or I have a moral compass, Jared? You know, potato, potato. Well, potato, potato. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. That's fair. Um, That's fair. But yeah, what's uh, what's been going on, buddy? How are uh, you? Nothing's been going on since I talked to you yesterday. Although I would love to, right off the bat, share with you an untranslatable, and I'll explain to you why in a second. Okay. Have you heard Go of for the untranslatable? This is a Chinese untranslatable. Oh, shh. I thought I wrote it down. I, I can find it real Uh-oh. quick. It's somewhere in here. But I could have sworn I wrote it down. You know, this is so annoying. Why, 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 why do I do this? You know? <laughs> I feel like I should be better than this. I really do, people. I really do. I feel like I should be better than this. But I'm not. That's, that's what we're learning. I believe in you, Jared. It's okay. <laughs> I believe in All you. All right. Here, I'll find it. I, see, I want to I want to do it properly and start with the untranslatable. That's why I'm I'm, I'm and not okay. just I have the English translation, but I want to give you the untranslatable. All right, here it is. Let's Tank hear Pink. it. 
Have you heard of Tangping? This is Chinese. I don't. Yeah, I imagine Mandarin, but I, I can't. I can't say for sure. Never heard. It of It translates to lying flat. Have you heard of lying flat? The lying flat movement, maybe. Is it, oh, is that just to to be lazy and not do anything? Um. Yeah, actually, that is. But back to my initial question: Have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. I have <laughs> okay. not. What? Well. well well, I think isn't isn't that also a thing in Japan where like a lot of people are just like all they do is like hang out and play video games and they don't so work. So you have heard of it. You keep you keep contradicting yourself. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if that's what it's called. Um, I don't I, I what I'm everything I've heard is specifically about China, so I can't speak to Japan, but that is essentially okay. what the concept is. I'll I'll, re, I'll, so I'll read a little bit. Let's hear more about this. Yeah. I want to get your opinion on this. And I, and at first I was going to ask you if you if you've ever heard about this from your students, but clearly it doesn't seem like you have, and I think I know why. But we'll get into it. China. Uh, oh yeah, I want to read this other article that <laughs> doesn't enough. have the name readily yet available. Uh, it's eight a.m. It's eight a.m. in Shanghai. Uh, scores of office workers are pouring into the dizzying network of city metro lines, toting heavy briefcases and steaming cups of coffee. Meanwhile, Tsiyuan Tsang. 27 is trucking himself into bed, tucking himself into bed. 8 a.m. means it's time to lie down, Song told Insider. Though I don't have a job to go to, so I can lie down anytime. It's great. Tsang is a Chinese <laughs> millennial who has joined the ranks of a social movement called... Uh, so they have it only in the Chinese characters. Peng. Thank you. They only have it in the Chinese characters. Who's that supposed to help? That's... Uh, uh, I, I feel like Chinese you, people can't, don't even have access to insider.com. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, Tang Ping is what it is. Uh, the lying Sorry. flat Tang movement. Ping. It's a mindset, a lifestyle, and a personal choice for some... This is the article, by the way. Disillusioned Chinese youth who have given up on the rat race and are staging a quiet rebellion against the trials of 996 cult work culture. Have you heard of 996 work culture, Chad? Yeah, that's when you work nine hours a day for six days a week. Correct? I'd imagine so. I'd imagine so. I think that's it. They're, they're very good. I mean, I knew I knew plenty of people over there that definitely live that oh, yeah, lifestyle. They, their weekend is only one day, isn't it? They don't do Saturday, Sunday. It's yeah, it's usually Sunday. Damn. Yeah, even even my ex had to work on Saturday. It was a bummer. Not for you. Oh, I kill you because you couldn't see her. I, I guess that could be. Yep. Um, it was a little bit of a bummer, but yeah. <laughs> so a photo circulated, by the way, on Chinese social media platform Weibo in 2021 showing a Tsinghua University student cycling and studying on his laptop at the same time. It became the reference point what? for many discussions. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, bro. Here, I'll show you. I'll send it to you. If you scroll through the article, yeah, I want to see this picture. You can see yeah. it. It's re- it, he, he's literally okay. um, has the the laptop on his handlebars, and he's driving. He's riding his bike with a group of other people. I mean, I guess how do they know he's studying? But what else would I, I guess? Because he's at a university. Psych. It's he about might, he half- might be hitting up his lady. You never know, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his penis was out uh, studying on his laptop at the same time. <laughs> it became a reference point uh, for many discussions about uh, Nijuan in, uh, in involution in the endless rat race in modern China. The idea of lying flat is widely acknowledged as a mass societal uh, re- response to Nijuan or involution which i guess is the opposite of uh evolution uh nishuan uh, became a term commonly used to describe the hyper competitive 
uh, lifestyle in China, where life is likened to a zero-sum game. According to Chinese news outlet CGTN, a viral... Oh, they, they're talking about the uh, one big question for the middle class is how to remain in the middle class and ensure that their children do the same and even better. Yan Fei, a professor of sociology, sociology at Sing, Tsinghua University, told CGTN. Uh, Nijuan uh, involution go, goes hand in hand with China's 996 culture. The term refers to China's hustle culture, where people work 12 hours a day from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. six days a week. Uh, the, yeah, it's intense. The 996 dude. culture was strongly championed by Jack Ma, founder of Alibaba. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> the billionaire likes that concept. Uh, who once in 2019 called the 72 hour work week a blessing. Uh, wait, called the 72-hour work week a blessing? But isn't the 80-hour work week normal? I'm not sure. Either way, both of those is way too much. Uh, long workdays are not only common but expected of staff despite China's labor policy mandating that employees not work more than eight hours a day. There's a policy about that? That's funny to me because I've only heard that people work a lot more than that. <laughs> right. Um. So yeah, what do you, what do you have you heard you haven't heard of this lying flat? Uh, you, so another thing that uh, by the way about this that I just want to bring up before I ask you about it, <clears throat> I, I think I know why you haven't heard about it and why it probably hasn't come up in classes because uh, social media uh, at some point started. So here, I'll, let me just read it. I don't want to let me don't talk out of my ass. Well, let let me guess. I'm assuming yes. uh, like stuff was blocked yes. on Deleted. social media when they use the characters. Uh, right. There are many ways to uh, lie flat per the Washington Post, including not getting married and staring, oh, oh and starting a family and rejecting overtime work and desk jobs. Uh, per a now deleted post uh, outlining the lying fat ma- lying flat manifesto posted this April on Chinese social media. Have you heard of Teba? T e i b a. T-I-E-B-A, excuse me. The movement advocates for lying down, but literally metaphorically. But all that shit was deleted. Um, so, yeah, it's a you haven't heard about this movement probably because social media, and I imagine the government, therefore, is trying to make a point to um, uh, block it and delete posts about it. So I imagine students right. wouldn't bring it up is what I'm going to get at. Well, and, and I think a lot of students wouldn't... The only students that might have... Like they never did, but I think could have brought something like this up was my like my freshman students when they would ask me culture questions Mm -hmm. and they might say, like, have you heard of this thing? Maybe. But also if it's being blocked on social media, maybe it's like one of those topics where that's a sign they're like bring it up probably. Right. Exactly. Um, And plus, I mean, all of my students, at least the ones that, you know, spoke a lot in class and, um, you know, also message me quite a bit like they. They just don't strike me as those types of students. But I can say, you know, after living in China for half of a year, um, it's crazy just the amount of work that they do. How do do you feel about it as a protest? These people that are like, I'm staying home. And that's 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 it's almost a silent protest of like, this is me removing myself from the rat race. I think overall, it's actually maybe a good thing. All right. So so tell me more about uh, was saying the name. Oh, yeah. So let me tell you a little bit more about Tsang because um, Lying Flat, 
um, is a concept that I understand the point of. You know, this is a concept that I, maybe we don't work as we don't have the stereotype of working as hard in America as they do in China, but we do still have this concept of like, you know, grind all day, work hard. That's the way to get ahead. Hustle, and baby. that shows that you're like a productive member of society. Um, I, I, I so, but but at the same time. I have so many questions. I'm like, well, how does this work? What do you, I understand. I agree that capitalism, at least there's not capitalism there. Capitalism here in the well, United States, it's not capitalism. I mean, there, you're not fully, has you're ruined, not fully wrong, Jared. Uh, has ruined society to a certain extent, for sure. And it continues right. to do so. And we, uh, society, the environment, um, you know, the political system, it ruins all, all facets. <laughs> capitalism ruins all facets of society and um so but it's not capitalism really in china it's more just like this it feels like at least based off of what i just read in this article is like proving that you're like worthy a part member of society is really just the only part of it because you know it's you know the idea of being rich is it seems even harder to attain in china than it theoretically could be here in the u.s i don't know i don't know it's just yeah. but yeah, let me tell know, you a little bit, let me tell you a little mm -hmm. bit more about saying and why i find I, I kind of find this a little bit i don't ridiculous i understand mm -hmm. I understand the plight and I understand and I don't know there's I there is I don't know it's a protest I get it well let me explain Zhang's life a little bit to you Zhang now receives an allowance of $800 a month from his parents and they also pay his rent so I guess those are two separate things must be nice they I guess, pay yeah. his rent and then he also gets 800 bucks just uh, walking around shows money. how it's possible though Jared <laughs> he finds work occasionally to supplement that allowance uh, taking up part-time shifts at nearby convenience stores for month-long stretches. You know, I, I've, I've, um, sort of fantasized about something like that, about like working at like a, um, grocery store or something like that, or maybe a movie theater. Um, but the only way I've really made it work in my head financially is if I can get my parents to pay my rent and then also on top of that give me $800 a month. Give you an allowance. <laughs> you know what's funny though, Jared? I mean, now now they said that um, this person lives in Shanghai, right? Yeah. So yeah, 800, 800 a month would be cutting it close. But they I pay his rent, there. Chad. Yeah, I know, but even... You're saying, um, you're telling me you can't pay for food? Eight hundred dollars no, a month could. for food? No, you definitely. Could. I can do that, and food's could. more expensive here in the U.S. than oh, it for is. Sure. And if someone paid my rent, I could easily live off of eight hundred dollars a month. Easily, I probably right. live off of that now. Right. And he probably. Right. I imagine he doesn't it's have a car, also. So right. cut out a, a couple hundred there, more than a couple hundred there. Right. Well, it's crazy though, Jared, because about 800 a month is what i made on my living stipend when i was in jinan and you seem to live <laughs> yeah i survived here i am traveled so. you went <laughs> right well all, all my travel was uh, covered by work so that was a big plus mm, mm, mm. well he might not be able to travel as much so boohoo he's he gets to sleep more though it's okay he's laying flat yeah, exactly you don't need to travel too laying, much when yeah you're i guess flat. travel kind of defeats the purpose of laying flat right. uh because you're supposed to do nothing um 
so also they say some um some lie flat a while but ex- uh, eventually stand back up again that's how they said it saying is is more of an extreme lying fat doesn't mean lying flat i keep saying lying fat lying flat doesn't mean lying down all day or being jobless it means going at your own pace and doing what you like said yubo uh lee 31 who works as a freelance designer and digital artist from his rented home room in shanghai yeah but he has like a real talent like right a a designer and digital artist is a real talent that is very freelanceable and i could see that that's almost like being being like listen i'm a i'm a uh i i i'm part of the life flat movement but i'm a journalist you know but and i i only take gigs when i but i'm a very well-known journalist you might have heard of me you know um but I only take gigs kind of when I want. Deal. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm not downplaying that. I'm just saying it makes right. more sense for him. He has a real talent. It doesn't seem sure. like uh, Zhang has any talent or anything to offer. It kind of, it kind of reminds me in a way of, and I'm not trying to say that YouTubers aren't hard workers because I think they're incredibly hard workers. But it reminds me of kind of like that, like stereotypical like YouTube life that some people like kind of post on social media, right? Where where they you know just kind of can do whatever they want. Oh yeah, yeah, um, which, yeah, yeah. Which you know, kind of is is another aspect I think of this lie flat movement. Which I don't know. I think there's a lot of younger folks out there who you know don't want to do the nine to five or the nine to nine rat race, and I don't blame them. This is um, based off of no science or or nothing, but I I, I I would venture to guess that a large majority, if you were to ask poll a large majority of children aged ten to twenty and ask what what ideal job would be like it would be like youtuber or something like that oh for sure that's got to be up there well it's it's really funny jared i forget what and i don't blame like him. Was, i want to do it too i'll I, right <laughs> well i i forget what news organization did it but they actually did pull they pulled children from u.s uk russia and china and in the u.s and the uk all the kids said they wanted to be youtubers mm-hmm in Russia, I think it was it was actually like like a medical doctor or a lawyer. I thought, and then in China, it was actually to be an astronaut. That was like the astronaut. number one kids' dream over okay. there. That's classic. That's old school. Yeah, right. I mean, so I guess so. Are, so is doctor and lawyer, but astronauts like an old school. Like it's probably not right. going to happen. <laughs> kind of dream, and I love it. Dream big. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I like it for sure. I like that more than doctor or lawyer. Although we do need doctors. I'm not going to lie. So yeah. please dream to be doctors because I didn't want to do it. Lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's good to have a lawyer, Jared, when you're in dire straits. I'll just put have it you, that yeah, way. Have you needed a lawyer before? Thankfully, I'm going to knock on my fake wood desk here and thankfully, no. Okay. Yeah. Me but neither. I do know a couple people that have. So, and uh, for what? Like a turned out to be very handy. Or something? I, I mean, I can't tell you, Jared. I'd have to. It's secret, secret classified information. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> um i don't i actually you know it's funny because if i like knew your who, who like the name of the person you're talking about i think it's actually public information i feel like i could google it probably and find the case yeah. <laughs> yeah i think it is <laughs> well thankfully i think they were acquitted of all charges so you won't find nothing Jerry. so chad would you consider the lying flat movement in your lifestyle as an option for you maybe uh, not right now but maybe one day maybe in a couple of years so no. if i was the doing... answer is no well, right now the answer is no, but but would I would I close off that idea permanently? Absolutely. Would you not. retire like I, and then adopt the lying relying flat move? Is that what you're saying by somewhere in the future? Yeah. Or or, <laughs> that or if count, I then, if you get your well or or if I could just do freelance work, you know, if what, I could do like uh, what sort of freelance do you think you could do that could that could uh, support a lying flat movement? I'm cu- I'm generally curious. 
educational consulting probably um, what is that private, i've never heard of that before pri- educational go consulting to like a private school and be like this is why your school sucks exactly exactly <laughs> well well there are those um but when i say educational consulting i mean more along the lines of um you know mostly focused for language teachers because that's obviously my experience and uh you know we could go over lesson plans activities different ideas um and just kind of help them improve their language classes it's interesting that you you didn't mention maybe like a published author or something. Well, we're we're working on it. I'm hoping by September oh, well, that uh, my book will be out. Well, that's what I'm asking you. I ways that you. That's what I'm just saying. Maybe a, another potential way that you yeah. could uh, adopt the lying flat movement. You know, maybe you get you realize that you have a knack for it. And it's like, oh, okay. And then I can, you know, a lot of people. I don't need to be J.K. Rowling owning. Uh, a third of of England, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I could do this, you know, write a book every two years, and that could support me well enough to to get around, you know. That would be awesome, and then, and then I would for sure then, lie flat, and Jared. then maybe consult on the side or whatever. Right? <clears throat> yeah, that'd be pretty sweet, dude. That would be pretty sweet. But yeah, I think it's an interesting movement. I I will tell you, to me, it's. Kind of out of left field that, you know, this is happening in China. But I think I think it's always good when people, you know, take a step back and look at themselves and look at society and culture. And, you know, if you if you realize that there's a toxic work environment somewhere, I think it's always good if you if you can handle it financially mm-hmm. uh, or if I guess if mommy and daddy can help pay your rent and give you an eight hundred dollar allowance. I mean, I guess, you know, you do you, you yeah. know? In me, chat, thanks for asking. I could, I don't think I could do the lying flat movement. I personally don't think that it would suit me. I think I have a little bit been sucked into the American propaganda. Like the idea, mm. of, like once, especially once I've been in the workplace for a while, the idea of stopping and being like, and being like, oh yeah, okay, this has been the level of income that I've been at. And you know that generally you can expect to make more every however many years. And, you know, after a certain amount of time, you'll be making this much just by the nature of, if you don't get, just by the nature of not getting fired or whatever. Right. Um, so I don't think I could, I don't think I could do the lying flat movement. I think I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. Uh, I, I do feel like I'm stuck a little bit and where it's like in, in that sort of concept where you like, and I think this is a very sort of, toxic corporate concept of like one you can't stop and two that like you constantly can make more and more if you stay at a place or if you keep doing it and it sort of you know incentivizes you not to stop you know and not to take breaks the idea of having a break of a year or two dude when i um got a job that i had (laughs) um they asked me um i had to explain a job uh a, a period like of a joblessness, gap. a job gap in my resume, mm-hmm. like two or three times. It was three what months. What did you say? It was three months, bro. I said I got laid off and I was looking for a job. Right. <laughs> uh, but I was like, it's crazy how many times I get asked about a three-month uh, like uh, period of joblessness. That's um, when you have to tell them, Jared, yeah, it just... Went to South yeah, America and did a bunch of ayahuasca. <laughs> I was lying flat. I didn't do shit. <laughs> and I started looking last week, and you guys were the first people to hit me up, so I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> then, probably in another two years, once I get a couple <laughs> couple tens of thousand out of you, I'll probably lie flat again and say, peace out. Yeah, then That's I right. probably wouldn't get the job, but, you know. 
Right. Um, but yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm, I'm not on board with lying flat personally. And, and uh, just because I, personally in my lifestyle, I don't know how that would work. I can't do it. I, you know. Right. I think it'd be kind of cool, but but my parents I don't aren't going to pay Jared... my rent and give me eight hundred bucks a month on top of that. Also, just to be clear, right? I mean, I mean, you know, yeah, my parents wouldn't either. Um, the the other thing though, too, Jared, is I think I could only do the lying flat movement. I don't think I could do it for longer than a couple of months. Like I don't know. Ma- seems I don't boring. Know. Maybe I have to try it out and, and find out. But seems boring to me. I feel like I get bored. Well, I would just sit around and play guitar all day and, and read Yeah, and stuff, as I said, it seems boring. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself, Jared. That was half of my day today was just playing guitar. Yeah, but you're on vacation. You know that you're going back to work at some point. You know, it's not Tomorrow, the same. bright and early, unfortunately. When do you uh, <laughs> get back to Michigan, by the way? I have no idea. August 2nd. Oh, okay, a week. Yep. Uh, yes, sir. All right, let's get into some untranslatables. Let's do it. Untranslatables are idioms, proverbs, sayings, axioms that don't always translate on a one-to-one basis into English, and we are your tried-and-true untranslatable experts here to decipher them for you. And I will get us started today, Jared, with uh, some Spanish uh, untranslatables for you. Uh, And uh, this is... uh, Where was it? I lost it in my notes. One second. Here we go. It is... Uh, I believe it's pronounced meter la pata. And it means to put one's paw in it. I mean, I, it's probably not the what I would think as a as a um, as a southern uh, tangentially southern person. I'm not a southern person, but all of my family is. Um, and I, I, I've taught you the southern untranslatable. You put your foot in put it. Put your foot in it. Which means you... you d- it's delicious. Yeah, you, yeah you, you killed this meal and it tastes delicious. I imagine that's not what it means. This would be the opposite of that, I would say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which makes well, more sense. It has nothing to, right. has nothing it to, has do, with nothing to do with food. Okay, so though. it's not the yeah. opposite. Wait, uh, wait. Is it, is, okay, see, now what I would go to then would be mm-hmm. another English untranslatable, American untranslatable. I, I always say English, but really I should say American. Because I can't That's really right, speak for whether this is an English untranslatable or not, but I know it's something we say in America in English. Which is? Um, putting your foot in your mouth. Whereas like, you say you. the wrong I'll, thing I'll, at the wrong time and make a fool of yourself or someone you. else. Yep. Then you didn't mean to. All right. Put, it's. I would say it's. I'll, I'll give it to you. It's even more general than that, though, Jared. It just means to yourself? screw up. Oh, okay. Yeah, to screw up. But I mean, if you put your foot in mer- your mouth, you know, you kind of do up. that. Yeah, that know? is a form of screwing. You screwed up. up. But it's, yeah, it exactly. could be broader than that. Right. Exactly. Both of my translatables are Spanish as well. Look at that. Very simpatico. Um, nice. Non vedo l'ora. Can't see the time. Non vedo. You wouldn't say vedo. You would say non vedo. Lora, that's true because they don't say v's as v's that means you're having fun jared you can't see the time you're you're having so much fun you lost track of time you're on the right track okay but i need you to think about it more from an uh, uh well this is going to give it away you're intoxicated no 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 no. you're no. wrong way i'm going to give it away but this is going to be uh think of think of what you just said before the intoxicated thing but more in an anticipatory way oh really can't see the time Dude, oh, so you're you get anxiously on, awaiting yeah, something. Yeah, you get back on August 2nd. I can't see the time until you get back or whatever. Right. You're anxiously waiting. I like Which it. Which, you know okay, how I think about one. it where it's like, 
you know how that you know they say like a watch pot doesn't boil another american untranslatable right. where it's yeah. like if i keep looking at the time or the or the date then like it takes even longer for for me to see you or something like that you know right these yeah. spanish speakers are always very dramatic with their untranslatables no I'm especially I'm the especially one. when they when they give away the question or the exclamation point at the very beginning of the sentence Oh, I like that. I love the. I love an upside down question mark or uh, exclamation point. I wish we adopted that. It looks nice. Right. I don't know why I like it so much. You should just start doing it. People would just be like, <laughs> "What? What's up with this guy?" I'd be but, like, yeah. you, "You've heard of Eladia Baldwin, right?" Mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Oh, uh, it's uh, you know this. You know she puts on her fake Spanish accent. I mean, you know, oh, I can't believe I made this mistake. I just took a couple Spanish lessons, and you know, someone that maybe studied abroad. I forgot that you know, in in, in America, we don't do the double question mark. Right. <laughs> I could see a study abroad or Hilaria Baldwin doing that. Right, is what I was getting. Right. At. Please For go sure. ahead with your untranslatable. My next one is also Spanish. Creerse la última Coca Cola del desierto." Something about the, like, the, maybe the only Coca-Cola in the desert or something like that along those lines. Very good. To think of oneself as the last Coca-Cola in oh, the desert. Oh, to think you're hot shit, you know. There you go. Very good, Jared. There you go. Or like the coolest, what is it, the sharpest tool in the shed or something like that. That's the brightest right. bulb in the batch. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, okay, I should give myself a ham horn. Why not? You should. You deserve uh, it. One more Spanish one for me, and it's ser pan comido. You know what pan to, is, first of all. To, to, you should. Uh, pan. It's, it's, bre- yes, it's bread, it and bread. bread and bread and eat. Very good. And sad is to, to be, right? Very good. Now put it all together. To, to be eating bread? To be eaten bread. To be eaten bread. It means to be like tired. No. We have an untranslatable here in the U.S., and the untra- to get your ass kicked, to be eaten bread. No, that's eating bad bread, bro. Okay. So maybe you were you were to ask me to um, whip you up a quality bolognese, and mm-hmm. I'd be like, dude, that's eating bread. Give me oh, it's give easy. me an hour and a half, and you're gonna have the best bolognese in your life. Okay, it's easy. What would be uh, uh, English- easy peasy lemon squeezy? That's not what I was thinking of, but it has <laughs> to do with food also, a dessert food, a piece of it. Oh, a piece of cake. Yeah, it's a piece of cake. Okay, nice. That's a piece yeah. of cake. All right. Those are my untranslatables. Nice. Well, Jared, I want uh, to do a couple bonus untranslatables today. These are some uh, Nashville untranslatables, and I figure this would be kind of a fun little segue from the untranslatables. You should have led with those, but okay. Main topic. Please. Well, I wanted to do some of the Spanish ones because I thought they were fun. You should have so told my me first one for you because then I, um, I feel like we uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. First one is meat and three. Do you know what this is, Jared? Meat and free. Meat and three, the number three. Is that how you order something? Is that like saying cheese wit wit whiz in Philly, uh, or, or not well, cheese, I, I, or like I don't a know if, uh, steak wit steak wit steak wit whiz? Is that is that a thing? That's how you order a Philly cheese steak with cheese whiz, which is the common or like the cultural way to do it. Steak okay. wit whiz or something like that, you know, wit whiz. One not, wit whiz. Not quite. So meat and three, Jared, is basically the term for a diner or restaurant where you get, uh, with most of your meals, you get a choice of meat and then three sides to eat with your meat. So the base is the meat, and then from there they give you, oh, that like a, that's, you said breakfast though? No, 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 a diner. Oh, okay. That sounds like a, that sounds like, that sounds like how they do it at a uh, barbecue place. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
I or mean, it's like I think that's, you get a couple meats, but then it's like, all right, well, but what are the sides you want? You know, if you get this many meats, you get this many sides. If you get this many meats, you get this many sides. Right. What uh, sides yeah. would you get at a barbecue place, Chad? Uh, well, well, I went to one yesterday, Jared. And what sides did you get? Got, <laughs> I got mac and cheese. Yes, that's number I got fries. one. That's too much. Uh, yeah, it was. Trust, <laughs> I didn't eat it all. Mac and cheese, fries, and the third side was. Uh, I think. I think they just called it like Southern greens, and it was. Okay. I don't even really know what it was, but it was greens. Is a, some sort. Greens is a thing. Yeah. That's a thing. Right. Right. Um, I would do mac and cheese, and then I'm not a huge greens fan. I would probably do like a green beans, not a casserole. But if they have just like a green beans non casseroled up, then I'd probably do that. Right. And then a third, you know, I'm one of those guys that I might double up on on mac and cheese. I'll get to because oh, I, I, I didn't even think because about I, that. I'm, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of like mixing heavy carbs like mac and cheese and fries. You know, those yeah, was almost <laughs> don't even go together to me. Right. Um, but obviously, I understand the. <laughs> I understand your thought process. I'm not above doing something like that. Let's be clear. I just right. now here in my clear mindset, I wouldn't do that. Um, all right, give me another Tennessee uh, untranslatable chat. The Mother Church. This is a obviously very Nashville specific one. Is, is it like the a, uh, a popular place to go listen to country music? Very good. Wow. Do you have any guesses? Any guesses what the name of that place might be? Is it a specific place that they? There's mm-hmm. one place known to be the Mother Church. Yep. Yep. No, I have no idea. It's called the Ryman, which oh, that's used like a to theater. Be, it's the Ryman Theater. It I've is. heard of that. Okay, that was, is, I thought yep. maybe it was some like bar kind of situation. Yeah. It, no, it's a, it's a it's a music venue. It's a yeah. theater. And actually, I met I met a guy last night at the hotel bar who got married at the Ryman. He works in the music industry okay. here in Nashville and uh, showed me some pictures. It was awesome. It was because I that was one of the places I didn't have time to go see today. And I'll be honest with you, Jared. Um, I let my full guitar nerd flag fly today. Um, I and bet spent you a lot of time in a couple different guitar shops. But we'll we'll get into that in in just a let second. Let me ask you this question: mm-hmm. You're telling me go these uh, Tennessee or Nashville untranslatables, and as someone mm-hmm. once again that has a little bit of experience in the quote unquote South. Uh, I would say Louisiana is the proper South. No offense, Tennessee. Not that Tennessee isn't the South, um, but I, I, when I'm in th- when I'm in Louisiana, I get a strong vibe of, from everyone of being in the South. I don't get that strong of a vibe in Tennessee. I bring this up to ask you: Does Nashville or whatever other city you've been to is Nashville the only city you've been to in Tennessee? Yes. Does it feel like the South to you? Do you feel like you're in the quote-unquote South, from the stereotypes that you know of the South as a Midwesterner, and from the little experience yes and you no. have in, oh, I don't know, Orlando? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say yes and no, Jared. I mean, obviously, you can tell that, like, you can hear it when people talk, and I love so there the, is the a Tennessee twang. accent. There is. Okay. I think it sounds great. I, I love it. Um, also, too, I mean, just some of the people I've met were just, like, that stereotypical like southern friendliness yeah, and southern okay. hospitality you know mm-hmm. super nice super kind heard some people say bless your heart a couple times that's super southern. Uh, <laughs> yep yep and that can be a good or a bad thing <laughs> it could be you uh, could say that about heart, like uh, the context. yeah about someone that just got into med school or about like someone that just got kicked out of med school for reasons exactly. that we can't bless talk their about heart. at the party <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's see here. But but at the same time though, Jared, I feel like I feel like Nashville has 
so many folks from all over the place that live here that I don't think it's the same as probably like the deep south. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't really been to the deep south other than like, uh, and I don't think F- Florida is Florida's in my opinion thing, a whole yeah. different. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Here, here it's funny though too, Jared, because it's the country music capital of the world. So I think that in a way does make it a little bit that more brings southern. out a little and, bit of the south for sure. That makes yep, that makes sense. Yep. And I mean, the amount of people I've seen walking around in cowboy hats and cowboy boots. That's a thing? I mean, I was just about to ask you Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's a big thing. I almost went into a store today. I knew you would. (laughs) Yep. I haven't haven't yet, but I almost went into a store earlier. uh, Would you get a hat or boots? Or both? um, Boots are expensive. I I mean, hats are too, but boots are like, for proper ones, you're putting down like... like, Two, three hundred bucks. No, you're putting down more than that for sure. Well, the, at least the shops I've been looking, like seeing around here, it's about two, three hundred. I, like I feel like for good ones, you got to put down more than that. I don't know. Maybe I'm not a boot be. guy, but two hundred. Yeah, me, bucks. me either. <laughs> me either. You can probably get. But those here's here here's the thing about boots, though, Jared. If you uh, if you get a decent pair, and I have I have a couple buddies who have cowboy boots back in Michigan, and they, they didn't pay more than uh, I think two fifty or three hundred for theirs. Yeah. Not saying your that friends that's are cheap because it's not. Um, <laughs> thanks. Um, it's best that you hear it from me. This includes me, by but, the way. I'm trash too. <laughs> but they, uh, but my buddies who have boots, I mean, they've had them for five, six, seven years, and those things will probably last. Yeah. Well, they don't. They don't get know. comfortable until like year two. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know though, man. I mean, I think it's cool. I think it looks cool, but we'll we'll see. I don't know if I, you know, if I drop if I drop a couple hundred bucks, I'd rather put that towards a nice guitar. Cowboy which boots. I almost pulled the trigger on today. See, cowboy boots. I have a pair of of um, Doc Martin boots, not leather ones, um, but they, but they're big and chunky for sure. But they're like canvassy, and I think they're cool okay. as hell. But I've worn them probably once. <laughs> okay, and I'm just like I can't figure out when to wear these things um and i'd only imagine you or me i mean not that i'm looking for cowboy boots but in a situation with cowboy boots you could i feel like you could wear them even less <laughs> it's okay jared we'll just have to make a couple trips to nashville so you can uh you know get full use out of uh, your new cowboy boots yeah no i don't i don't i, I, I wouldn't even wear them in nashville <laughs> I, I don't i don't like the I don't want people. I don't. I don't want fellow. I don't know. I don't know. As a black person, I don't know. There's a lot. I listen. I probably wouldn't do it. I know cowboys were originally black. First of all, I get it, and it's a black thing. You know, that's another thing they'll t- teach you. Cowboys are not all Clint Eastwood looking mofos. They're mostly like uh, Hispanic and black people. But anyway, um, did you want to give me any more translatables, chat? Uh, well, bless your heart was also on my list. Okay, so that's, we already that's, talked about that's that. just a standard Southern untranslatable right. for sure, and that is a well, very is... broadly used uh, term that I wish there are a lot of Southern terms that I wish we adopted more. Bless, bless your heart's a great one. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great way to insult someone subtly or to tr- truly be like, "Congratulations, I'm really proud of right. you," um, and everything in between. Um, Another uh, Southern saying, because bless your heart, I'd say it's very generically Southern. Another super generic Southern saying that I think we need to adopt into our lexicon in the U.S. overall is y'all. Oh, I love Somehow, y'all. the Southerners who get made fun of for their for being uh, in the Stone Age had had the gender neutral <laughs> term for everybody down way before. You know, no need for ladies and gentlemen. No need for right. 
for you know to say you know it's perfect yeah. you all y'all yeah hey guys but look, you guys Jared, y'all you can't monopolize you y'all we're gonna use it in michigan as well i i've told you this and i'm starting to change my t- my tune a little bit i struggle <laughs> to adopt it because it feels so unnatural to me but every time nowadays it, when i say you guys i kind of get mad at myself a little bit mm. because i i Y'all? don't like you guys as a term because i understand it's not inclusive and right. um and usually if i'm when i'm saying it there are people that aren't guys on that call so sure or you know i like i like y'all and i also like folks hey folks i'd adopt y'all before folks folks is something that i might adopt more in an email form but i wouldn't say y'all i would say and probably wouldn't put in an email that's fair that's fair (laughs) that's how i think my last terms here let me give you one last important uh nashville slash tennessean uh slang phrase for you jared and and i think you'll be able to define this one uh honky tonkin what does that mean, Jerry? Now, is this? Did you is who is the author of this list that you got this from? It's from FastTravel.com. Now, Fast Travel, shame on you for claiming that these are uh, Nashville terms. I mean, is honky tonk? I know, like a honky tonk bar is. I imagine uh, the scene from um, Blues Brothers when they swindle their way into performing at a at a gig. And there's the chicken wire, and people are throwing beer bottles at them when they're doing well and when they're not doing well. And then the band that they swindled out of not showing up at their gig shows up, and then they have to make a hasty exit. That's what I think of when I think of a honky tonk bar. I think of um, uh, like a like like a like a low level blues country jazz band. And uh, like a almost like a almost at a um, you know what it is? It's a live music bar. That's a uh, like a dive bar. That's how I put it. Dive yep. bar slash yep. live music setup is a what is what I would think of as a honky tonk. Right. And do you know Jared where you can find the majority of those here in Nashville? Yeah, honky tonk town. <laughs> tonk town. Honky town. <laughs> Honky Town is what it is. That's what it is. Oh, I'm sticking Jesus. with Honky Town. Final I mean, that's answer. How it, that's kind of how it looks, Jared. I'll, I'll say that much. Um, sorry, you, you just laid that one up for me. Uh, um, it's uh, off of Broadway. So Broadway. And then it was funny, Jared. I, I spent a lot of time last night just maps off walking around, mm-hmm. which I think is, you know, I would say, I think it's safe to say, Jared, yes. I don't like to put words in your mouth, but I think that is our preferred untranslatable approach to travel. Just... Don't look at your phone and just walk around and yeah, see what you find. Because the idea of getting lost for us in the United States in 2021 is preposterous. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, right? Um, and there, there have been times, a couple of maps off times where I have gotten lost, and I've been like, I sh- actually in New Orleans when I was in New Orleans, I got lost, and I looked around. New Orleans is one of those cities where you could be like, it, it can go from nice to shady pretty quick, and I was like, right. this is not the direction I thought I was going. <laughs> <laughs> but I just pulled up my map then, and I just turned around, and I was fine. Uh, right. But yeah, I'm with you. Maps off is the way to go. That's how you can really oh, just for see sure. stuff, you know. And so, so let me give you kind of my maps off journey from yesterday from, from my best recollections. So the hotel I'm staying at, thankfully, they have a shuttle and they drop you off right at Riverfront Park, which is beautiful because uh, I forgot the name of the river, but there's the river right there. And then when you overlook the river, you can see uh, Nissan Stadium, which is where the Tennessee Titans play. Um, that's a good and you can that's a good buy because Nissan has the mm-hmm. Nissan Titan. So go ahead. Sorry. Yep. 
Yep. <laughs> Actually, they have one of the dude. It was sweet. They have like a red one above one of the gates. Uh oh, really? That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yep. Yep. Good old American advertising. <laughs> um, but anyway, so they drop you off at uh, the riverfront uh, park, and I kind of walked around there for a little Cumberland bit. Cumberland River. Nice to, Cumberland thank River. Thank you. Thank you, sir. So, um, and so yeah. Super so that was kind of by the way, Cumberland. <laughs> right. No kidding. And then right there, My when when Cumberland. I turned around, that was Broadway. And so there's where all the honky tonk bars are. There's like a bunch of different uh, like cowboy hat, cowboy boot places couple little souvenir shops um i oh, i think the name of the place is um could be wrong uh earl scrubs i think or scruggs record shop is right there so you, you know if you're into well if you're in nashville you're probably into country music to some degree uh that that's a place i'm hoping to check out on wednesday before i uh, leave for missouri uh my next and last destination on this road trip so tomorrow's um, wait but mm-hmm. today's monday yep so tomorrow well, why do you say wednesday you have other plans for tomorrow or something Got to work all day tomorrow. Oh, I see. Working I see. From the hotel. I gotcha. Yep. Yep. Uh, that remote work life, Jared. I can't complain. But, I mean, but yeah, I no, I think that's otherwise. a perk. That's good. I'm not even, I, I yeah. don't even feel bad for you. I'm like, that's, this is why working from home needs to be a standard because you can do things I like agree. this. I agree. But it was, it was, dude, you should have, you should have seen the look on my face. I mean, it was, I was like a kid in a candy shop, dude. Every, every 10 to 15 feet, you know, there was like another, live band playing in one of these honky tonks and the great thing is oh, a like lot during of them, they the have day the windows open walk over. even uh, yeah oh, oh but uh, this was sunday this yeah okay. well this was sun this was sunday night but even during the day i think a lot of nice. these places start playing music around three or five p.m um and so you know the the other great thing is the stages are always facing away from the window because you know they're facing the patrons inside the bar right mm-hmm. so what that means for me though jared as a big music nerd see well, well, what I can do is I can stand outside and I can check out all their gear so I can see the stage and I can see I what see. amps they're using, what pedals they're using, all do that stuff. Do you feel stuff. like, so, I mean, I, you've been to various low level um, gigs, whether it be mm-hmm. ones you personally performed at or ones you've shown up at at bars around the world. Um, right. Do, do you think do, in your small little experience just walking down Broadway or whatever, do you think you see you're seeing a higher echelon of gear? Oh, for sure. Really? Oh, for sure. I think I think the standards here. I mean, Nashville's a hell of a competitive city. So I mean, even just like a, a local bar, you're gonna get. You're, you're, these are probably people that are performing at a higher level than this normally. Um. Well, that I'm not or sure about. But I mean, to this better but they're gear. just they're just super talented. I, I got mean, you. the the folks you see here. I got you. That that's that's what I mean more so with upper echelon. I mean, just the quality of live music here is fantastic. Oh, I, I meant the gear because because I know you're. Oh, the you gears. You, the gears pretty you good you too. You have the opportunity, but I mean, like, do you see like a notable noticeable difference with the gear? Because he said you would go just to look at the gear. Sometimes not, not really. Okay, I okay. mean, I'll I'll be honest with you, Jared. Most gigging musicians use the same stuff because it's reliable and it works. And sure. It's Sounds good. Sure. You know, I mean, that's why it was funny to see like a bunch of amps because I like knew what almost all of Same them were. Same reason why the F-150 is the most popular vehicle in the United States, you know. Exactly. <laughs> that makes exactly. sense. That makes sense. Ford, if you're listening, let us know. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we would could, gladly drive we'll take around an F-150. Lightning, the new electric one. We'll, I'll take That would be those. sweet. That would be sweet. Um, but yeah, so, but there's this thing about Nashville though, Jared, where like when you walk down Broadway, it's like electricity in the air. Like it's, it's really hard to put it into words but it's just it's this special kind of vibe and it's so amazing it really is i feel like i've i've tasted and i'm sure the vibe's different first of all i'm just looking at 
I just typed in Nashville Broadway into Google Maps, and I just see Kid Rock's big ass honky tonk rock something pop yep. up, and I got a little mad. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough. Um, I, uh, that's a place I probably. Oh, it's a rock and roll steakhouse. Um, menu by Guy Fieri. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, I feel like specifically musically i need to say because i will say new orleans is a very different vibe party wise and just vibe wise but i feel like musically it's a very similar vibe because new orleans has a huge music scene and it's a similar vibe where you can just walk down these super sort of buzzy streets whether it be buzzing with people just hammered or buzzing with uh (laughs) you know music and you can see all different types of of local uh, local musicians on the street and in bars performing. And do you, were there a lot of street musicians? I only saw a couple. The the crazy thing though, I walked by one of the honky tonk bars last night, and uh, the singer had a wireless mic, and he was. It was funny. His band was inside the bar on the stage. Mistake. And he was outside. Oh, okay. On the sidewalk, singing to people walking by. I, see. It was, I get so nervous. It was something else. I get so nervous with uh, <laughs> wireless microphones. Uh, that's a bold. That's a that's that's a performer right there. Oh, I mean, for that's sure. a full performer right there. That's another yeah. thing. You, I, that's something I can imagine you'd see in New Orleans, like someone both singing on the street to the people inside, but also like promoting to get people to come into the club, yeah, or a bar or whatever. Um, okay, so you know what blows my mind though too, Jared, about the live music scene here. From what I've heard, because I talked to a couple people who are musicians here, a lot of the bars and stuff. Um, you basically survive off of tips. Mm. So what that means is, they is have a hat if, if there are in front of their right. band. Well, well, and it's it just blows my mind though to think of you know people who now most of these musicians. I could be wrong about this, but the couple people I was talking to, they said most musicians have another job. Yeah, and you know they just use this as supplemental sure, income, of course. But I just can't even imagine like if you were to just be a gigging like bar musician full time. Like, you know, some nights you might be making bank and then other nights you might yeah, go home practically empty-handed. I don't think that's realistic. No, no probably not. Um, since we're talking about it, nightlife. Let's talk about your experience with Nashville nightlife. First thing I want to ask you is mm-hmm. um, size-wise, downtown Nashville, sort of walkable area-wise. Oh, we were talking about maps off. We can get a little bit more into that, too. Feel free to talk about that. But I just want to – speaking of maps off, I guess I should say, and nightlife, I want to know – walkability wise in downtown area in nashville is it something that you as like a i would say a mid-level walker <laughs> you know could um I'm, I'm probably a mid-level walker as well by the way um i think it's could like I think handle it's the perfect in a day size, jared oh or for is sure it something that like you're not going to see at all or you could i saw you could see the most of it just to put it in, into perspective jared i didn't see all the sites but i saw a bunch of stuff Within about an hour and a half, two-hour walk. That's perfect. Just walking around downtown. That's perfect. Um, so I think size-wise, Nashville's great. Um, you know, and even even a lot of the guitar shops that I visited were, I believe, could be wrong, but I think they were on the east eastern uh, side of Nashville. And you can walk around. I mean, around. I drove there. Walk. No, no, no. Oh, I, dro- I see. I drove there. But, but like, a lot of the main stuff you want to see downtown, it's very manageable, very walkable. Um uh, there's a couple spots I didn't hit up, but I want to hit up potentially either later tonight or maybe tomorrow night if I'm not dead after work, um, which is uh, it's called Printer's Alley. And this was where they used to actually. And, and I think there's a museum at Printer's Alley where this was where they would print all the posters for all the live concerts and stuff. Looks like and they I got some see, good food. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you definitely will not go hungry here in Nashville, Jared. I mean, there's <laughs> so much great food. I had an amazing burger. Shout out to, um, oh, what was the place even called? The Southern Spoon. Shout out to the Southern Spoon. Uh, you know, the bartender there was super awesome. Gave me some great advice on just some like spots to see. Printer's Alley was one of his, uh, that was one recommendation he had for me. And he kind of told me a little bit about the history of it. And uh, dope. the other thing, though, too, Jared, that I love about Nashville, um, kind of just going back to the music thing, is even restaurants, there's a lot of times live music. So when I got in there, uh, when I went to the Southern Spoon, there was an artist uh, named Jada there. And it was just her and a keyboard. And she it was really cool. She it's a genius business idea. She had her Venmo up on like the screen behind her. And she was like, hey, if any of you have any song requests, you know, send me. I, I don't even think I don't know if she even uh, said she probably didn't give how much money. She probably just uh, Venmo me money. Right. Well, so I, I actually had two requests, Jared, because as, how as much a money musician myself, uh, first, uh, both requests, I gave her 10 bucks. That's I don't good. know if that That's was. Good. That's enough good. or, or that's not good. enough. I, th- but, I personally think that's good. I right. would say above five is good. Right. So, so yeah, but it was just great to like have my dinner and like have this amazing, you know, musician yeah. serenading everybody while you're eating. Especially um, when you travel alone. It's nice to, mm-hmm. you know, me, you know me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm such a headphone freak. I always have right. podcasts or music going like at all times of the day. And so as a, as a lone traveler, that that sort of no matter where you go, you can get a great meal and still have, um, you know, like a live band, sort of what I like, just that constant background uh, input of, of sound. I, I like that. Oh, for sure. So let me ask you yeah. this. You're talking about food. Mm-hmm. This uh, that place you just brought up that I, I forgot the name. I closed it. Printer's Alley. Yeah. Looks like mm-hmm. the food is pretty legit. I thought I saw some lamb chops. Maybe that was in the picture. Maybe. Ooh, that'd be um, good. How much fried chicken have you taken in since you've been in Tennessee? Not as much as I would have liked to, Jared. Okay, because you still have time. It's a great that's road true. trip food too. Oh, it's it's perfect. I actually had Hattie B's today. Okay, that's which one was of the fantastic. that's one of the spots. Yep, yep. I mean that that pretty much it seems like that is the spot. Yeah, at least according to like a lot of the searches I did. I think that might have um, been what I did too when I was there, just driving through, going to Louisiana. Right. It's just funny though, Jared, because I got up and I left at around eleven. Uh, got there around I think eleven. I, I went to one further out from, and actually it was smart. I didn't even plan this, Jared, but it worked out perfectly. I went to one that was a bit further out. And it was literally a block and a half down from the guitar shop I wanted to visit. Perfect. So it worked out perfect. And it was further out. Um, it was probably less of the tourist attraction you want. Because a place like Hattie B's had such brand recognition. You just well, here's the thing, though, Did Jared. you eat inside or you like you went there? So so I went to Hattie B's. Mm-hmm. I got there. It, it opened at 11. I got there around 11.20. There was already a line Damn. and a 30-minute wait. Yeah, dude. You waited? At 11. Oh, of course. I mean, you said you ate there. I guess you did. <laughs> yep. I mean, the way I looked at it, I was going to go get fried chicken last night, and I walked by the Hattie B's on Broadway, and that line was literally around the block. Also, the good thing about you and your situation is what the hell else do you have to do, you know? Exactly. Like, this guitar exactly. shop's still going to be open whether I wait 30 minutes or not. My guess would be, or what I would do in that situation, tell me what you did, is I would just do another mini Maps Off walk in the well, neighborhood. you had to stay in line. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Okay, well, never yeah. mind. You got to stay in line. How do you, you know, I could have, I could have well, been smart, Jared. Nope, you can't. Had They're I been smart, for that. what I should have done is just ordered online. That's what I did. 
And then, and then, you know, that's where I should yeah, have gone. Yeah, you have a, you have a, you have a house on wheels. <laughs> right. Exactly. exactly. That's what I did, but I was also where I, w- I had, you know, I was just driving through and had way less things to do. And I, my place was in, in the woods outside of, you know, the city. So, um, right. I, I, so I just showed up, got it and left. It was great. But when I even showed up to get mine, the line was crazy then too. And the, oh, the amount it. of to-go orders they had on the table was uncountable it was insane yeah <laughs> the oh, yeah. person i said my name they're like <laughs> going through yeah. like aisle Just and searching aisle. for yeah. it right um anyway it was worth it though worth the wait i mean it was it was pretty As good i will say this though jerry fried chicken at i got the medium okay yeah oh i love yeah yeah i do love fried chicken that's for sure but as i'm a little disappointed dude i got the medium didn't even really have that much of a kick to it i was surprised i went half medium half the hotter one Okay. And I felt the same way. The hotter one was hot, but it wasn't. It was very ma- like I like it wasn't even something where I was like, whoo, you know. It was just like right. it was just like okay, yeah, no, it's hot, <laughs> you know. Like that's how I felt. Uh, it, and it was hot, but it wasn't crazy by any means. Um, mm-hmm. But I bet you they do that because uh, it's such a touristy place. I, I wonder if it's kind of like if you were to go to like an Indian restaurant or something, or like a Jamaican restaurant. It, you gotta like clarify when you say spicy. Be like, if if right. you want it, like you know, like no, I want it your like I want it the real mm-hmm. spicy, not not white spicy where it's like kind of right. spicy <laughs> to you. Well, it was it was <laughs> hilarious, Jared. There was a couple sitting next to me. They were white people, and I think they ordered like the 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 southern, which is like no hot sauce. And the girl like smelled it, and she was like, "I think this is gonna be too spicy." And I was like, "I will say, you, you ordered one with no spice." That does actually jog my memory. <laughs> Not that I found it to be spicy, but I did find that they kind of overdid it with the seasoning. Okay. Did you not notice that? No, I thought it was fine. Maybe that was only on the spicier. I don't know. I don't know. I did. Maybe it's because I got it to go. I don't know. There could be so many different things. I probably went to a different That's one true. than you. But I just feel like not even that it was too spicy. It was just like you guys put a lot of seasoning on this, and, and like the seasoning is. It was good chicken, but the seasoning was really doing the heavy lifting. <laughs> I felt mm. like, like it was my, like my, over the chicken I ordered was, but it was great. good. I, I don't even mean to downplay. It. I still ate all. I still ate it right. happily. <laughs> Let me clarify. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's definitely like one big recommendation. Obviously, if you come to Nashville, you got to have some Nashville hot chicken for sure. Because it's it's well worth it. And, that's and their honestly, thing, Hattie right? B's. I mean, that's. I mean, yeah, that's what they say. I mean, the other you thing said they had too good barbecue, is obviously. Though. Yep. It, well, that's the other thing. You got to also try a, bar- a, a meat and three place, a good barbecue place. What did you, where There's did you all go? All sorts of them. What was your barbecue place you hit uh, off? I, I, oh, I what were your three meats? No. I asked you about your three sides. I might as well ask you no. about your three meats. No, it's just one meat. Right, right, right. What's one your one meat? meat? Um, <laughs> that makes a lot I got, more sense. I think I got the the like the. Is it brisket? It was. It's it was. A good one. Is brisket pork? I think brisket's beef. We're we're, we're idiots. It was. Dude. It was basically kind of like pulled pork. Uh, yeah, brisket falls off like that, but brisket is um beef. Okay. But brisket is like the strips just been of barbecue meat. pork. Right. Pulled pork is 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 like yeah the shredded stuff. See, yeah. one oh, meat is fantastic. Tough. That's tough. I wish there was a way you can get like small bits because I like brisket, which is like the strips of beef. I love pulled mm-hmm. pork. Ooh, I love a pulled pork. And those would be the two. There's probably another one. I can't think of like there's a bunch of like um I'd probably get, throw some sort of sausage in there too. I would like three meats, but obviously not a lot of it. I cannot eat <laughs> anywhere close to this much a food. Three and three. For the you, amount of Jared. food that that they'd be offering is honestly I prefer more meat than side like i would do two meats 
in a side or That's two fair. meats, two sides, you know? Especially especially at a barbecue joint. I mean, that just makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I, there, I, 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 I I'm not surprised that they have good barbecue, but I didn't know Nashville was like a barbecue, like a hot spot, you know? All I know is the chicken. But this is why we do the on the road, on the road again. This is how we learn. That's right. Read the apology. Wrong, wrong one. I meant, I meant to do this. Read the apology. Oh, wait. Oh. On the road again. There we go. I'll there cut it go. out. I won't. But Speak, Speaking of Willie Nelson, though, dude, I mean, the, the greatest thing about Nashville, in my opinion, is is just all the live music. And it's it just gives you a whole different atmosphere and vibe when you're walking down the street and you hear, you know, all these different tunes. For sure. And, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. I will say, though, Jared, the only negative thing, since I'm here traveling solo, like I texted you yesterday or the day before, and I would love, like I think if the two of us were here, we would have a blast. Like it, I don't know. I just feel a bit weird like going into a honky-tonk by myself. Have you been struggling to meet people? Is it? No. Do you think it's... Oh, then what's the problem? I thought maybe you're saying it's easier to meet people with like a wingman or not a wingman, it is. but like a. Well, I think it's I think it's easier to meet people with friends. Sure, but, but you made it. You, you know, but me. you responded very quickly in saying you had no problem meeting people, so it's not a problem well, for these you. Are, these are just folks that I met by proximity. You know, like bartenders. Oh, not um, not anyone that you really people at the bar. Really, yeah, that's yeah. So yeah, that's so. Yeah. What is it about? What is it that makes you feel like it could really be maximized by having someone else here there? I don't know. I Seems just like think having a good time meeting people. I'm, I'm having a I'm having a great time. Stuff. But I think when you when you have a friend with you, especially if you're going out like to a bar, there's just kind of a weird vibe. I think if you're like sitting alone uh, at the bar, more, even you know though you mean? do have moments where I'm just tell me if I'm wrong. Even if you do have moments where you meet people, have great conversations, and it's like, oh, that's cool that I got to meet that person. There are still lulls in the night. Oh, for sure. Where you're yeah. just sort of sitting there having a drink and staring at music by yourself and it would be like, yeah, it would be nice to have someone to chit chat with right now. Exactly. That makes sense. Exactly. I think, I think that's, as someone that struggles to go out by themselves, restaurants, bars, all that shit. I I completely understand that. Yeah. And I also, we got to start planning our next uh, Nashville (laughs) trip. That's for sure. Yeah. You think Nashville's a city you have to come back to you? I mean, you have two days left there, a day and a half, I should say Mm -hmm. left there. And you still feel like you're not going to get... Oh, I'm coming back. You still feel like you haven't gotten to everything? Not not enough well, chicken so, has been eaten? Well, not enough chicken, not enough music has been enjoyed just yet, haven't in bought my opinion. Enough, uh, paraphernalia, whether it be guitars or boots bought, or hats. I, I haven't bought a single guitar, and I was at four different guitar shops today. You just didn't find anything <laughs> that really stuck out to you? Something that... Oh, no, I did, Jared, but it was $4,000, uh. and I was not about to... Uh, <laughs> as much as I love that guitar... Um, you know, yeah, I I just can't right now. I mean, that's a down payment on a nice car. Yep, <laughs> yep. So I was on it. I will be honest with you, though, Jared. I was looking for something in the like one thousand to two thousand dollar range, wow. like a, like a you know, and I found some that were close to that range. But I made the mistake of just trying out that four thousand dollar guitar. It was like a custom shop yeah. Martin, like super beautiful. Shouldn't have touched it because that was probably by far one of the best guitars I've ever laid my hands on. Yeah, for sure. I understand that. I, I, I'm no piano expert by any means. I played for three years consistently, and I'm there's a piano right here, and I barely play it ever. But I did one recital about two years into my piano career, <laughs> and on a Steinway, right? It was not a Steinway. I can't remember the brand. It was not a Steinway, but it was over three hundred thousand dollars. 
And like when you t- I was like, like even as someone that is not as nuanced as understanding what makes a great piano, I was like, oh, I get it. Like this, this feels way For better sure. than my piano teacher's piano. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like it, it was. Yeah. So to to I could imagine. Obviously, it's not a hundred thousand dollar guitar, but I could imagine a guitar four times as much as you're willing to spend is a huge difference. Right. And it's like, well, and, ooh, and, I want something that's like this, but it's like, oh yeah, but yeah, you you have to pay thousands more dollars to get this, <laughs> which exactly. is why it's thousands more dollars. Yeah, exactly. And and there were plenty of nicer ones that were at a lower pl- price range, but you just have it. Out, just, you just have that one on your mind. Yep. Yep. Which I, I really think do. is good. And you know, you can't buy a four thousand, five thousand dollar guitar. But you also aren't just like, but I want to buy a guitar because I'm in Guitar Town, so I'm going to get one that I think is good because it's expensive, you know, and in my price range. You're like, no, right? There's, yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's healthy. I think that's very healthy. You're like, yeah. I'm just not just going to buy something because I want, I want something. I was really surprised, Jared. I, I really had a feeling this morning like I was going to be coming back to the hotel room with a, with a nice new acoustic guitar, and uh, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I would. If if I could justify dropping that amount of money, um, you would do I would it. have bought that guitar, yeah. hands down. But here's the other issue too, Jared, is my AC in the van hasn't been working properly. Like it kind of works, but it's not really blown out very cold air. So I sweat like a pig in in my van when I'm driving. And I know if I'm that hot, like it's it's not good, especially for like a like a super nice acoustic guitar to be like in that much heat for like prolonged periods yeah, of time yeah so yeah, that's yeah. another factor that i've been kind of considering it's just like even if Not i were to buy a guitar like that it for weeks right or a week well, even even if it was like a thousand dollar or two thousand dollar guitar like <laughs> exactly exactly um, i just wouldn't yeah so, so. Uh, about this ac problem you're having with your van because mm-hmm. this is your first proper road trip which is another thing i wanted to ask yep. you about is mm-hmm. your first real road trip period and also specifically real road trip with your uh, van life, hashtag van life van. So let me yep. ask you about this AC real quick because you brought it up. When mm-hmm. you when your AC, when you first got the van, I imagine the AC was working fine? I'm pretty sure it was, but the issue the issue is, Jared, it was in, it was lit, no, uh, actually beginning of February, it was so cold out that, I mean, I tested yeah. out the heat and the cold and it blew out really cold air, but it could be that it was it just cold just outside. Blew out that, blew out, exactly. Blew, blew the air that was outside. <laughs> exactly. Um, so... I imagine that with your van, which is a naturally aspirated four cylinder with a, a good a good amount of weight in addition to what it came with, um, mm-hmm. when you turn on the AC, it really zaps power. I would imagine. Could be. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. What do you mean you couldn't tell me? You've never turned on the AC and noticed that it that you have to push the pedal down harder. No. Oh, okay. Well, then Mm-mm. it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. I, I'm surprised. My GTI and my and I drove. I had a Mini Cooper before that. Um, if you turn on the AC, like power wise, you can notice that that like you that it was that that in generally, especially on smaller engined vehicles, the you know the AC is a belt driven thing, so it takes right. power from the engine. And on smaller engines, it's usually a lot more noticeable that power. I have zap. to try that out. I'm going to try that out and see because, I, I mean, I've always had the AC on this whole trip, and I haven't tried with the AC off. So now you got me curious. That's surprising thing that you would not. I feel I, I don't, you've never driven your car without the AC, though? Nope. Ever? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's always been on. 
Wow. That makes no sense. <laughs> well, okay, in the winter, I mean, I, I guess, you know, I was having heat blown through but it, but I was still AC, using the AC. Chad, I mean, mm-hmm. you push the button that says yeah. A slash C, not just vents going. Right. No, uh, well, then that's not true. In the winter, I didn't push AC. Okay. AC specifically but, right. means you I, push yeah, the I button. That. That. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, this whole this whole you, trip though, what, I've what always I'm had learning the AC is on. not what I'm learning is just how unaware you are of your vehicle and how little, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how little you are know about uh, how, how little you are not simpatico uh, to use that word again with your vehicle is all I'm learning, which is fine. Well, so f- still relatively new, first long road trip. I'm not blaming you. I'm just. Learning. I have I have learned I have learned a couple things though, Jared. So my window coverings. Um, you know, I think I, I think I explained to you what it is. Is it's um, reflectix, and then just with some magnet strips duct tape to them. Because of the heat, dude, the duct tape is falling apart. So I need to redo that. So that's a good thing to learn. Have you considered the a hot glue gun to, or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just, you consider it. Moving on. Yep. I mean, I don't. I don't think we have a hot glue gun. I, I'd have to ask. Yeah, I, don't I mean, know you if we have a hot glue gun. Thirteen dollars on Amazon. But anyway, keep going. Keep going. Right. It doesn't matter. Um, the the. The Velcro on the uh, that's attached to the screens also because of the heat is coming undone as well. So I need Velcro to... Velcro can't handle heat? Well, no, it's the adhesive. I see. What is I'm, the adhesive? The, the strip, I it's some type of sticky, I don't know. What do you know, Chad? You don't know, know, <laughs> you know I'm anything in about Nashville your AC. And I'm having a great you time, You don't know Jared. how stuff is stuck to stuff? But this is, but this is the adhesive. Did you, you put this adhesive on to stick these things together? No, it's like double-sided oh, tape. But you, you didn't... You just undo the... And you put the double-sided tape on. Correct. Okay, yeah. so that's what I just asked. You said no. Um, yeah. Okay, and you don't know... You don't, okay, okay. I'm, that's well, just, yeah, it's just, double, just some standard double-sided. You're just double-sided. a lot less perceptive than I would like for someone that I'm podcasting with, personally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but yeah, but it's it's been... I mean, the, the van itself has been driving just fine. Hopefully, I didn't just jinx myself. I'm going to knock on some wood there. I know um, you're just waiting for something to break constantly. I'm, oh, dude, trust me. When I'm, you drive around... By the way, I was 100% right. You can buy a hot glue gun and 30 glue sticks for $11. Um, oh, there we go. When you, when you drive around, well, not now because your Crown Vic is with ten year old tires is a death trap. Um, j- <laughs> before you realize that you're driving a old tire to death trap, old tire death trap. Did you con- were you constantly fearing at every turn that that was that your car was about to break down? What with the Crown Vic? Yeah. Not Why really, are you no. so concerned about your car breaking down? I mean, I'm. I'm not really that concerned. Oh, well, you just the, said you the were. thought. The well, the thought comes to my mind. Sure, with with the transit, I worry about. I mean, I've read about. You know, sometimes there are problems with the transmission. So, like, occasionally when when the RPMs really go up and it takes a while for like the engine to shift, that's when I'm like, oh shit! Like, please don't don't be a transmission issue because that is going to be a pretty penny to fix. Are you familiar with the common problems of a Crown Victoria? No. Like the EVP mm-hmm. sensor failure or the throttle position fa- uh, position sensor may fail. These are all common problems. Every you, car, you know, you know, you know, I don't every know that car, shit. Yeah, but you know what about you know what about <laughs> the uh, Transit Connect? What I'm getting at is if you mm-hmm. Google it, every single car in the world ever made has common problems. Even a 
uh, Toyota Camry or Corolla. You know, everything right. has common problems. I'm saying you can't live like this, Chad. You can't live constantly right. concerned about the fear that something might break down because that could happen. You. It's so funny that you're so afraid of that. Yeah, you were driving around in a Crown Victoria that that has ten year old tires on it that could fly off the road at any moment at the slightest notice of a puddle. Yeah, you're afraid that your transmission is going to explode. I just think that the, the your fears are unwarranted, unwarranted, and unnecessary in getting in the way of enjoying life. Well, I have oxygen sensor, really fail, sensor may fail on your Crown Victoria. By the way, have you been concerned about any bad Very gas concerned. mileage, any weird catalytic converter issues? N- none that I've noticed. Not lately. Cause it could I happen. have to say though, Jared, it's been a lot of fun uh, this road trip going on these long drives because you know I've never. I think the longest I'd gone before this was um, just to my down house to my sister's in, in Ohio. Ferndale. Oh, okay. Yes, to your house in Ferndale. <laughs> Forty-five um, but, minutes. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's been a lot of fun. I mean, the like I mentioned in our other episode, the only negative thing is because I'm doing the solo. I can't fully enjoy the sights as much as I would like to. I mean, I guess theoretically I could pull over, but like. What am I really gonna pull over on the shoulder of the expressway? Like I'm not gonna do that. You so know. So you you haven't you haven't considered? Well, last time I talked to you was Saturday. Mm-hmm. In Saturday, where were you? I was in Lexington. So and I remember your tip okay, to look for was, side roads. Getting at. Dude, I don't know why, but it must have been the 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 expressway I went. I did not see any side roads whatsoever. See now you're gonna make me mad because you're gonna make me Google it, and then within three seconds i'm going to be like oh you could take this road clearly because when i did this lexington kentucky and see now you're gonna make me do it (laughs) (laughs) uh ky to nashville tennessee is abroad like that i specifically remember one state road or whatever you call it that i actually realized that i could take all the way if i really tried my hardest all right, I see what you mean. But you could take like 31 East, I see, <laughs> goes pretty far, and you could connect back with two. There, yeah, you could do it. I understand why you didn't do it. I get it. You're a new, you're a new traveler, road tripping by yourself this far. You're just, you're just every time you make it somewhere to where there's a warm water and and in the bed, you're just like, I'm glad my vehicle didn't break down. So I understand not wanting to take detours <laughs> because that just raises your chances of getting stranded somewhere, which is a common concern for anyone that owns a vehicle is constantly wondering when will this vehicle fail me you talk like someone that owns like an alfa romeo from like the 1980s <laughs> it's a very uh, you, that joke would be funny if you knew cars they're super uh unreliable <laughs> especially back then my maserati by turbo uh if you said if you had one of those i'd be like all right i understand why you'd be concerned to make it somewhere um well i'm glad you're enjoying yourself chad you could actually get a glue gun with uh, refillable things for $9. You don't have to spend $11. Oh, there we go. Um, okay. That's all I have for you. You, you talked about the nightlife bars. Um, you talked to people. You kind of mentioned that you met people, but you said they don't, they're not even worth talking about, apparently. So f, f- them. Fuck them. Oh, no. Th- I mean, they're they're great. They've they've all been super cool. Um, yeah. If that's all you have to say, if, you, if all you have to say is they've been super cool, then it's not worth talking about them, clearly. Okay, fair enough. I <laughs> do want to. I do want to. Or anyone of note that you're like, this one was cool, and maybe, and I got his number, which is fine, which is fine. But you don't have to. It's all cool, and that's not of note. And they're, they're fine people. Fair enough. I do want to end today's episode, Jared, with just some. You don't like to do tips, but I will gladly. Are these your keep personal the tips on myself? 
Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. These are and and also just to recap today's episode. A bit I love too. if you have your personal tips. I just uh, all right. Uh, please first give me your first tips personal on tip which, uh, based off Obviously, of your experience in Tennessee. You have to you have to have some Nashville hot chicken. That's the easy one. Mm-hmm. We already talked about it, but I think it's still worth mentioning again because it is delicious. Number two, my personal tip. I went to a bunch of different guitar shops today. My top two, Jared, are Groon's Guitars. You have to check that place out. It's not for the faint of wallet, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> um, but they have very, very high quality not instruments. Not for the weak and the pocket. staff was super awesome. Sorry, exactly. I didn't interrupt you. I'm um, sorry. So I would, I would highly recommend Groon's Guitars, Carter's Vintage Guitars, I would really recommend, especially if you're looking for like a vintage amp, they had some really, really sweet amps there. Um, I don't have room in my van for the amps that they sell there, Jared, which is probably a good thing, so I didn't end up buying one. Um, and then also, this one is very, very new to Nashville. I found out I was talking to one of the guys at the shop, and it's only been open for two months now, but it's called the Gibson Guitar Garage, and it's actually kind of right around the corner from Cartage, uh, Carter's Vintage Guitars. So if you, what I would recommend and what I did today was I started at Groon's, which is a little bit further out, mm-hmm. Then I came uh, into town, went to Carter's Vintage first. And then from there, I went to um, the uh, Gibson Guitar Garage. The cool thing about the Gibson Guitar Garage, Jared, is they have like some, also they have like some in, informative stuff about like the history of some of the guitars, like how they were built, why they were built. Um, and what's really crazy, and uh, and I, I goofed up, Jared, and I didn't take a, take a video of this, and I should have, but they have a conveyor belt like on the, on the ceiling of all these guitars just going around. Mm. Like it's crazy. That's a nice. And I was. That's nice. And the funny thing, though, Jared, when I saw this conveyor belt, the first, I don't know why this was the first thought I had, but the first thought was, how heavy is this thing? Because there were like 20 guitars on this. And Gibson guitars are known for, um, especially Les Pauls, are known to be a little bit heavy. Um, so some of those guitars can weigh upwards of nine pounds. So, you know, so. Let me ask you this. I'm looking at Grun's mm-hmm. inventory. I want to ask you if you had your choice between heavy hitters, I'm going to give you four heavy hitters. Okay. The Late 1958 Gibson ES-335, $60,000. Do you familiar mm-hmm. with that guitar? You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? You saw it? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Just making sure. Uh, I saw it, and I, did, and I walked right away from it because I saw how, <laughs> I saw how expensive I sell, it was. If I somehow sell my parents' house behind their back, I could afford this guitar. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't, need, I don't need both kidneys, right? Uh, just making sure that I'm not just saying random letters and numbers and you're lost. You're following me. You know what I'm talking yep, about. Yep. Slightly cheaper, but still very much heavy hitters. Here's three same-priced heavy hitters. These are Fenders. The Fender mm-hmm. Esquire, 1955, 22.5. Is that like a, a white, like a yellowish yeah, color? Yeah, yellow white. Okay, okay. The Fender yep. Rosewood Telecaster, nineteen seventy. That one's same a sweet price. One. That's you know that's a dark wood color. Mm-hmm. The Fender Telecaster, nineteen fifty six. Same price. That's a similar color to the Esquire. Right. Uh, what would you choose between those four? Not th- Rosewood Tele. The Rosewood Tele. Rosewood Telecaster. Okay. How much is that one? Twenty two five. $22,500. Oh, no, no <laughs> Let me just drain all my life savings it's for guitar. It's cheaper than the Gibson ES-335. That's a $60,000 guitar. Right. Yeah, it's it's crazy, dude. But I tell you what, I played that that $4,000 Martin Custom Shop. I did not want to put it down. Like, it was, like, the balance, the which, feel. Which like, was that? Sorry, say that again. It's, it's, um, it's, if you just look at their Martin guitars, it's, 
Uh, I think it's it's more than 4,000. I think it's like 4,300 or 4,500. It's a Martin, I think, double O or triple O custom shop. Mm-hmm. And it's like a brown sunburst. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, and it was, yeah, it was just, it was one of those guitars. And that's, that's what's dangerous about going into guitar shops is it's one of those guitars you pick up and it like, in a way, it kind of changes the way you view like playing other guitars. <laughs> like I, I played some cheaper Martins after that, and I just Does didn't make you like play hate them. all of your guitars. <laughs> like all my guitars suck. <laughs> you see, it'll be funny. You see me when I'm back in Michigan having a big sale, and then all right, I'm going back to <laughs> Nashville. One. I gotta buy a guitar. <laughs> exactly. You're like, wow, I've only been playing shit for the past twenty years. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was crazy, man. It was it was wild. But if you're if you're into music, I mean, I would definitely recommend those three. There are some other guitar shops I saw, um, but I mean, those really seem to be like you know, in terms of like quality the stuff. The resistance. Exactly. Oh, what about exactly. a Martin Double O Forty Five, the nineteen twenty four? How much is that? Forty five thousand dollars. Are you familiar with that guitar? Uh, the I, Gibson I don't know if Advanced I saw that one. Jumbo, circa 1937. I saw that one. $60,000. Yep. The Martin D28, late 1944. You familiar with that one? I didn't. I don't think grand. I saw that one. Don't even think about oh, it. I, bl- I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> but yeah. That, it was crazy. I, I can imagine. I, I hadn't. How that would be fun though. Like I've been to car shows or like where where it's like you see like a Ferrari F forty, and it's cool to see a million four you know one point four million dollar supercar, and it's like yeah, I'll never be able to afford this, but it's cool to see it. I, although right. they they don't like you to touch those, you get to play some of these. Could you have right. asked to play one of these like fifty thousand dollar guitars, or they'd be like get, get out of here? I don't know. That's a I would. The staff was so friendly that I think maybe. And I, I bet you. Especially if he started with something cheaper, where it's like, oh, clearly he knows what he's doing. He's not just some right. he, like he knows how to play and handle a guitar. You don't start. You don't walk in and be like, hey, can I get this Martin D eighteen ninety thirty five? Snap your fingers. Give me, give me your most expensive guitar, concierge. <laughs> yeah, don't start with the sixty five thousand dollar one. Would be my right. recommendation. Exactly. You know, I exactly. knew guitars could get expensive, like any other sort of enthusiast thing, but to see mm-hmm. sixty five thousand dollars just to, like at a store is kind of surprising to me. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about Grunes as well is they have appraisals. So like if you inherit like an old guitar from like your great grandparents or something, they'll buy you can it. take it there and they'll tell you, well, well, they maybe, I, I don't know if they, they, they probably they might, would. I mean, how it. else? Yeah. How else are they getting some of these That's super true. old guitars? Right. Uh, but you can get your instruments appraised there, which I think is pretty sweet as well. That's cool. Um, Do you have any guitars yeah. you, you wish you would like to get appraised, Chad? Or wonder? No, because I no because I, well actually one of them yeah I have a guitar from Vienna that's mm. super old that I would be very curious what that would be appraised at the problem is is it's it's a no name so there's no you know right. there's no Luther markings is, or anything brand so. pushes a lot of these prices right right so so yeah it's hard to say but anyways some other other things I would recommend though Jared as well and I mean this is an untranslatable recommendation for pretty much any on the road again is do some maps off I would highly recommend if you're in Nashville. Um, Broadway is a must see. Um, and I would recommend actually checking it out, uh, Jared, during the day and then also at night, mm-hmm. just so you can kind of get both feels because well, maps even off, during the day, there's still live music. Maps off is mm-hmm. a during the day activity. It could be a nighttime activity too, sure, if you were bold. If you're bold. I, I'm not going <laughs> to. Okay. Well, I'm speaking personally. Maps off should, to me, should be a daytime activity. If you would like to do a. Would you do a maps off at night, Chad? I love how you're saying that. You would never do that. You yeah, coward. I think I would. No, you wouldn't. I think no, I you wouldn't. wouldn't. You would. You would go maps off at night, bro. I was maps off last night. 
That's bold. That's bold. I was maps off last okay. night. I mean, it was it was you know it wasn't super late. It was like eight thirty nine p.m. Okay, but I was I was walking I don't do, around. I checking, personally checking wouldn't do out. maps off after dark, but I'm concerned for my safety. Okay. So that's fair. Call me crazy. That's fair. I'm just worried about my car breaking down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there we you have go. Different concerns. Another another big tip though, Jared, I think is when you visit Nashville, support the live musicians. I mean, you know, I mentioned you know I tipped a musician while I was here. Um, and I think, I think it's just a good thing to do. Like if you enjoy the live music, you know, so, and I actually went to an ATM specifically to get out some cash. Um, I didn't think everybody would have, you know, their Venmo up, but it seems like a lot of folks are, you know, aware of the time. So that's good to see, but you know, have some spare cash on you so you can tip the live, the live band. Cause I mean, that's, I think that's what really separates Nashville from a lot of cities out there, Jared, is that there, you can see such great music you know, for, you know, some of these spots have little to no cover charge, you know, you just get a drink or two and, and, you know, support, support the live, the live music. I think that's great. Another big thing, and this is on my list to do. I didn't have time to get to it today, Jared, cause I was in La 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 Land in all the guitar shops is uh, check out the Johnny Cash Museum. I'm hoping to, to do that tomorrow. Uh, there's also the, um, uh, like country music hall of fame. I know that's uh that's your hotspot and highlight Jared. I know that's uh, the place you definitely want to see here in Nashville. Other than that, man, I think uh, you just got to get out there and explore the city and just see what it has to offer for you because it is such an amazing city. Okay, great. And that's where I'll leave it, Jared. Thank you. Well, you can continue on and close the episode, Chad. So anyways, let us know what your thoughts are on Nashville at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can slide into those DMs on Twitter, untranslatable1, the number one. Also, check us out on Instagram and on YouTube, Untranslatable Podcast. You can see a couple Nashville picks. Uh, maybe if I can sneak out again for a bit tonight, I can get some more, um, or maybe tomorrow as well. So stay tuned. Um, and yeah, let us know uh, how we can make this podcast better for you. Obviously, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. And as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yekuyame, which is gracias, shisha, and dos vidanya. Hey Jared, that uh, first day in Nashville was actually kind of rough. I don't know if uh, here I'm gonna stop the recording. This is uh, after hours. Uh, yeah. See, this will be the perfect time for this.